Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17 to 20. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There is a lady here. You are in pain, and you are grumbling, you are crying, and you are asking questions like, when would my time come? The Lord said, I should tell you that September will not end without your miracle. I said, September will not come without your miracle. In the name of Jesus. Is that, is, that, is that your wife who just went out? Or your brother, your sister? Is that your sister or your wife? Your wife. September will not end without her miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You want to talk to God today and say, Father, I need you to speak to me. I know I've come before your presence, but I need you to speak to me. I need you to speak to me. I want you to talk to me, Father. I want you to talk to me. I want you to talk to me. Father, talk to me. I don't know which part of your life you need him to talk to you about, but you need him to talk to you about something particular to you. Thank you, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Oh, come, let us adore. The Bible said, Then I said unto them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lie ruined. And it gate are bent with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, that we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of God upon me, and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start let us start rebuilding. Amen. So they began this good work. This year you will begin a good work. I said this year you will be, you begin a good work. But when the Sambalat, the Heronite, the Tobias, and Ammonite, official and Desham, and the Rab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you are doing? They asked. Are you rebuilding against the king? Hallelujah. I answered them by saying, The God of heaven will give us success. 
I don't think you heard what I just said. I said the Lord of heaven, the God of heaven, will give us success. We, his servant, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem and any claim or historic right to it. Amen. I want to talk to you, I want to talk to us briefly on what I've entitled, I am the one God will use. Tell your neighbor, I am the one God will use. I'm not good. I have a message, message, you know, I wanted to preach on, but I want to first start with this message for this first week, and I believe God will be a blessing to somebody. Amen. There are times in our life that we underestimate what God is able to do. I am here to tell somebody that God would do what he said he would do. One of the things that will help you to know that he would do what he said he would do is the fact that he said it himself. Praise God. And if God said it, it will happen. Hallelujah. If God said it, it will will happen. Amen. I'm seeing somebody like, um, thank you, Father. So, now, the Bible talks about the fact that the children of Israel, they have things that have been, it has been pulled down. And the Bible said that they want to rebuild. I don't know which part of your life has been pulled down. I don't know which part of your marriage, your finances, your health has been pulled down. But the mandate of heaven is not to see the walls down. It's to see your life become better. It's to see your life become beautiful. The Bible said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. It said, I have good plans for you, not of evil, but a thought that will bring you to unexpected end. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. There is an expectation you have. And God said, I should tell you, his word has been sufficient enough to bring you to that expectation. That expectation that eyes have not seen, that ears have not heard, nor enter into the heart of men the things that God has freely given unto us. But the Bible said it has been revealed to us by his spirit. For the Spirit of God searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Bible said that who knoweth the things of God? It is the Spirit of God. I don't know what they told you, but I've come with a mandate from heaven that God has got something in stock for you before the foundation of the world. The Bible said the walls were down, the gate has been bent with fire. Nothing hopeful is in that hopeless situation but the word of the Lord came upon Nehemiah so as the word of God come upon me I have come into the midst of hopelessness because you think nothing good will come out of your life I have come with the voice of heaven and I know that God is speaking to you as he carried Jeremiah as he carried Ezekiel into the dry bone he is asking somebody under the sound of my voice will these bones be able to 
believe. And when you look at it with the standard of men, there is nothing good that will come out of it. But I am here to tell you, if you pick the voice of God, that which look hopeless, that which look void, that which look empty, is about to receive the inspiration of the Almighty. I don't know whether you believe me or not, but I came to tell somebody that the thing that we see today were called out of things that cannot be held by the eyes. The Bible said when God made up his mind to create the light, immediately the devil knew that light will come. But my Bible said that darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Bible said not only in the surface, but in the darkness was upon the surface of the deep. And the Bible said, God said, let there be light. And the Bible said, there was light. I am here to tell somebody, I know that looking at it by human standard, there is nothing good that is in that situation. But I came to tell somebody, way shall be made in the place where there is no way. Not because there is, but because God said it. I want you to tap your neighbor and tell your neighbor, get ready. God is about to do something. One of the things that sometimes we undermine is the fact that God can do what he said he would do with the limitations in our life. When I was, I was sitting there, the Lord told me that it is time for us to move out of this place. You didn't hear what I just said. He said, I've released an angel to be responsible for your moving out. I thought you would clap. You don't, you don't understand it because you don't know that for some people in this house, there are things that can only happen to you when we move out of this place. You don't know. The Bible said that the tomb was closed with a, a, a very big rock. The rock couldn't move because it was not time yet. Jesus Christ, if he tried to move out of the tomb, it wouldn't be possible. But there was a time, immediately the rock moved away, it, it connected something to heaven. There is a time. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is somebody here. You ate something. And since from the day you ate it, you are beginning to get stomach ache. Spiritually, there is a part of your organs that is rotten as I speak right now. And you go through pain. The doctors have done what they can do, but the pain is still there. God said, I should tell you, that the same way it came without your awareness, so will it go in now. It's going now. In the name of Jesus. I want to just talk to us briefly, because sometimes one of the things God told me that really made me realize it I need to believe in God 
is the fact that he's saying to somebody that you are enough for me to move in your life. Praise the Lord. In Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15 to 20. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible said that when the enemy heard that we were aware of the plot, and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. Tell your neighbor our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shield, bow, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried material did not work with one hand and held a weapon in the other and each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked but the man come on say but the man but the but the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me then i said to the noble the officials and the rest of the people the work is extensive and spread out. And we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. Amen. The first thing I want us to understand is that what God is about to do in your life in the life of this ministry, he's going to use you. Some of you, you are thinking, whatever change God is going to bring into your life, I want you to understand that the resources to manifest the miracle is already there. Say it is already there. Now, that is the first thing I want you to put in your mind. Know that whatever God said he would do in your life, he's already set things in motion to make it work. If only you will obey him. Because one of the things that cripples the ableness of God is the fact that you think what you need to achieve what God said he would do is not there. If you have that mentality, it becomes difficult for God to operate through your life. Hallelujah. God does it. Before you were born, he knew you. That is what Jeremiah was talking about. He said, before you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I called you and I ordained you as a prophet unto my nation. So when I gave birth to you, I already set things in motion to fit my plans for you. That is what I want everybody to understand. When God brought you to the United Kingdom, when you were born in the United Kingdom, when you traveled from anywhere you were to the United Kingdom, God has already predestinated you. The Bible said before the foundation of the world, our life has been predestination, predestined, which means that before you were formed, he's already predisposed you to a position. 
and that disposition, no enemy could detest it. No weapon could fashion against it. And I'm here to tell you, if nothing could stop the mark of God to speak what he said he would do in your life, then what makes you, what makes you feel like something can contest with what God said he would do in your life? I am here to tell you, the problem that you should have is that God has not spoken. He said, have I not said it? And have I not done it? He said, is is there anything too hard for me? The problem you have is that you don't trust in the Lord. It's a trust not in your strength. It's a chariots and horses are prepared for battle, but victory cometh from the Lord. He said, if he spoke it, it will come to pass. The Bible said when he spoke his word, that a man shall be born and he will deliver the people of Israel from bondage. Immediately, the devil tried to kill Moses. But I came to tell you, even when they put Moses on the water, the water could not drown him, not because there was no space for the water to go into the basket, but because there was but regardless of the space regardless of the space in the basket, it could not contest, it could not fight against what God said will happen it, it, the Bible said that the, the basket was navigated by God, it was taken to the daughter of of Pharaoh, I am here to tell you, if you hand over your life to God, he would direct you to the right path. I am here to tell you that God has spoken this word and nothing can fight it. The first thing I want you to know is, anytime God wants to bring a change in the life of anybody the change will start from you come on say change will start with you now immediately Nehemiah heard that the walls were down the first thing he did was he subjected himself for the chain to manifest you must hear the voice of God to activate your change the voice of God is the most powerful and most potent force in this planet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say, I am the change. I am the initiator of my change. The first thing is that change starts from you. If we are looking at moving our life forward, changing our life changing whatever is in our life that we don't like you must change yourself you change yourself not only from your cognitive perception but from the way you speak into situation some of you are living a counterfeit life you speak what is contradictory to what you are expected now the Bible said that when Moses must bring a chain to bring the children of Israel out of captivity, who, who first went out of the Egypt? It was Moses. Anybody who wants, if we want this ministry to move forward, if you want your life to be better, if you want your marriage to change, if you want your, your employer to look at you differently and act towards you differently, it will start from you. Any change that doesn't start from you cannot be sustained by you. Change starts from you. I like it when 1 Timothy chapter 1, 
First Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. He said, Take heed to thyself and unto the doctrine and continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. The change starts from you. Tell your neighbor it starts from you. Tell your neighbor it starts from you. Nehemiah, the change of Nehemiah to build the wall, it started from him. In Acts chapter 20 verse 28, the Bible said, Take heed therefore unto what? Unto what? Unto what? Unto what? Unto what? And to all the flocks over which the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, has made you overseer. This is for the leadership. To feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his holy word, with his own blood. So leaders, God wants you to feed yourself before you feed others. This ministry is going to move forward. Why? Because God is going to effect a change from us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are not happy you are even hearing what I'm saying. Your change will start from where? You are the initiator of the change. Don't try to change somebody you have not changed first. There was a man who, I don't know whether... Magandhi, help me out those two. Yeah, Magandhi. What do you call him? India. What do you call him? Mention the name again. Magandhi. There was a boy who really liked that man so much and he admired the man so much. And the mother of this man, the mother of this boy said to Magandhi, Magandhi, Gandhi, let's do it, Gandhi. Gandhi, 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 Gandhi. Come on, say Gandhi. Gandhi, you know this boy, this son of mine, he's struggling. He likes sugar. Have you met somebody who likes sugar before? I don't think you have. I've met one before. He would do chocolate with about six spoons of chocolate. Wait, chocolate, what do you call it? Hot chocolate. He would put six in the, in the, in the cup. A very small, no, look, look, listen to me. He would put a half cup of, of water. And you will put six into it. Okay? And stay it. Then we'll add six sugars to it. That's somebody who likes sugar. He said, my son likes sugar. This boy said he likes sugar. Praise God. Aish. So he said, I need my son to quit. If you tell my son to stop, he will stop. So just, my son is here. Just tell my son that he shouldn't take sugar. It will affect him. Gandhi said, Okay, I'll be back. I'll come back in two weeks. Then he went away. After two weeks, he came back to the boy and said, Boy, stop eating sugar. Immediately, the boy stopped. So the mother called Gandhi and said, Come. Why is it that that day you didn't just tell him? Because he went home and ate sugar for two weeks. And you didn't... Gandhi said... At the time you told me to talk to him, I myself, I like sugar. So I couldn't tell him to stop until I stopped myself. Do you know why Jesus, do you know why God didn't send anybody to come and die for us? Because he wanted to go through the pain himself. 
so that when he did he said he has been tried on every side we have a high priest who have been tempted on every side so when god tells you you will succeed he is not talking from the place of obliviousness or ignorance he is talking from a place of certainty and awareness he said i will bring beauty into your ashes your chain must start from you Praise the Lord. I was talking to a gentleman. I said, if it is easy to change, why don't you change? Do you know there are people who try to change others without trying to change themselves first? Today, you will change. Your prayer life, we said we want people to pray. Don't expect pastor to change. I am expecting myself to change first. Then I'm expecting you to all to change. Don't come to this church and do nothing. You must do something. Praise the Lord. Number two, Nehemiah. So the first thing he did, change himself. Number two, readiness to sacrifice. If you are not ready to sacrifice, you can't embrace your change. You are what you are because they are saying that I've substituted the things that carries your change. And those things can only be excused or allowed in your life when you are ready to sacrifice. Your 24 hours, there is nobody who is not using their 24 hours. Everybody is utilizing or using their 24 hours. Is there anybody who doesn't use 24 hours? Let me have it. If you want to change your life, your finances, your marriage, everything you are looking for a change in, you must substitute what you are doing Give, sacrifice it and substitute what you want your chain to come with. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, be ready to sacrifice. If anytime you want, you are ready to sacrifice, there is something you need to do. Tell your neighbor, readiness to endure. When you endure, it opens you to something. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 5, it said, Thou therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No man that warrants entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for mastery, yet he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Listen, you must, those of you who don't like going through hardship, you are not ready for your change. Praise the Lord. The young people, you cannot be, you cannot be playing video game every 24 hours and expect your change to come. Praise the Lord. Let me, let me tell you something. There are things when you do, greatness will come to you. The same way when you are lazy, there are things that come to you naturally. The same way there are things when you do, it produces resolve. Praise the Lord. You, the, when somebody excels in something, is the outcome of many activities. So you cannot study. When you study, something comes to you. That is, you become successful. But most of the time, we think that they are, it's an event. It's not an event. It is an outcome. Praise the Lord. If you like, put flour in your oven and see whether you get a cake. There are things you do that make things 
It tastes nice. And one of the things that you do to be great is to endure something. I don't, I want to sleep, but I don't want to sleep because there is something I want that I must endure something. He said, I endure what? Hardship. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anytime you want to endure something, eh? There are times I told me, Mr. Oke told me, he can't do the. Sometimes you don't know what people are enduring. When I told him, he said, Okay, you are going to be my body in this set. He said, Pastor. I'm a senior lecturer. I say I know. He said I do. I have to write some document and publish them. I said I know. He said I want to do this. I am doing this. I am doing this. I said I know. But I said I want you to be my body body. He said, Pastor, it will be hard. And I told him what my spiritual father told me. He said, Who told you? It will be easy. And he took it. He's enduring something. What are you enduring? What have you endured? No, what, what, what have you endured? You, you want everything to be easy for you? Even Jesus, he endured something. The Bible said that he endured the world, the cross. Despising the world, the shame. Praise the Lord. Your change will come with endurance. One, one thing you have to learn when you want to endure... Is tolerance. The word tolerance means the ability or willingness to tolerate the existence of opinions or behavior that one dislike or disagree with. You have to learn to tolerate things. Like the singers. Where are you? The singers. Me, when I started singing before, my, 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 my pastor, the resident pastor, in the midst of the people, just he realized, you know, what we do. Go to those days when we used to, we used to recite the national anthem. That was a go, 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 go. We are behind the old and self singing. Surely, goodness and mercy. That is what we said. And he realized there was a, a, a bad voice coming from somewhere. I didn't, you know, when you are started into something, you don't even know you are the one. I was singing, not knowing everything was being muted one after the other. And my voice was the one that was there. He said, go and sit now. Now! You, you are concerned about what people will say. What are you tolerating? If it had not been God, the way I would deal with you, but I have allowed it to happen like this. Because I want my chain to manifest. The reason why I'm not acting this way. It's not because I can't. But because I want my chain to come. Under normal circumstances. Nobody talks to me like this. But because I want my chain to come. I will accept it. But I promise you. After I've endured hardship. I will come out like a refined gold. Praise the Lord. Number four. I want us to know that number one, what do we need in this church? We must know that the change we are hoping for in our life, in this ministry, and everything concerning our life comes by all, starting from us, number one. Number two, readiness to sacrifice. You can't keep your head and have your chicken. You can't. Readiness to endure. Endurance means tolerating something. Number four, 
You can't do it alone. You can't do what? Alone. Nehemiah had to work with people. Bringing up your children cannot be done by you all. Alone. Your house to be clean cannot be done by what? Alone. This ministry to grow. By the end of the service, the music will make it work. The leader, whoever is leading will make it work. You cannot exist and succeed and achieve your change alone. You need somebody. Those of you who have been saying that I don't need anybody. It's a sign that you don't know where, where you are going. You need somebody. Everybody needs one. Somebody. You can't say that you can. Nehemiah had the word of God. He had the voice of God. But he couldn't build the walls. Hello. Hello. Brother. You can't do it alone. Can you do it alone? Who can do it alone here? Even God himself couldn't do it alone. He said the spirit of the Lord was wavering upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. When you read Job, I've forgotten what it is. The Bible said, the spirit of the Lord has molded me. That is what Job said, the spirit of the Lord has what? Has molded me. And the breath of the almighty has given me life. So it means that the clay that was even formed, before the breath of God went in, it was the only spirit who carved it. Praise the Lord. If I know I can't do it alone, number five, how will I achieve this objective? Number five, value the people who are working with you now and those who are coming value the people tell your neighbor value them one of the things the Lord told me the reason why you don't value your own children is you don't know the extent to which they will go you don't know value the value brother Dennis value him most of the things that will come around you you will not know what they contain until you value them There are things in your wife, eh? your wife, that you will never see until you begin to value her. The value you place on things determine how much, how much substance comes out of it. Praise the Lord. It is those who value what is in the content, achieve what is in the content. Tell your neighbor value. I don't want you to just value those who are in the church already. Those who are coming, you don't know what they carry. The Bible said that by showing kindness and treating people with value, by this act, people have got engagement with angels. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor value. I am here to tell somebody this. The change you are looking for. God has already set things in motion. Let me have the communion. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let me have the communion. Praise the Lord. There are things I did. I knew. There were things I knew when I went to Ghana. But I promise you, I know them more. Praise the Lord. I promise you. As God has placed me as the shepherd over your life, 
I cannot allow you to fail. I will not allow you to fail. I will not allow, allow you to be blind. Every step you will take, God will speak to us and we will know the step you are taking. In the name of Jesus, your life is going to be beautified because you have made the decision to build whatever comes against you. As you begin to build, there will be things that will antagonize you. There are things that will fight you, but I assure you, you will rise up in the strength of your change. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not fail. You will not war. You will not fail. You're going to have this communion. I am very, very validated within time. I'll put you in front, in front of my melody. You are holding my. I'll make room for two. I told you, you and I, Jesus, you are more than my You are more than my I have come to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. Before Nehemiah heard the voice of God that the walls could be built, I know for certain that when he looked at it with the human eyes, he was certain that it was hopeless. And the Bible said, He told them of the hand of the Lord upon him. I have come by encountering God. I know that God has called me unto the nation. And he has called me with you that his glory shall be seen. Amen. You will not fail in your generation. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to rise up on your feet. Once the communion come around, you have heard about the first thing. Readiness for your own chain. The initiator of your chain. Ready to sacrifice. Ready to endure hardship. Ready to know that you can't do it alone. Ready to value people around you. You want to pray and say, Father, forgive me. I need this virtues to be exerted in me. In the name of Jesus. Pray while the leaders bring the communion. We'll finish it right now. Don't worry. Spiritual vitality. That awakeness to be able to descend that which is spiritual and that which is fleshly. Let us begin to understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty true God to the proving down of every stronghold. Let the strength that cometh from above come upon us that will run through a troop and limp over walls that will be untouchable and undeniable and irrefusable in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us, O God. In Jesus' name, let's have the wine. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice today. As we have fellowship with you, I pray that let there be divine metamorphosis in the spirit. Let there be divine transfusion in the name of Jesus. Where our strength has become weak, strengthen our feeble need. 
Father, give us sight to see what we couldn't see before. Give us the energy to do what we couldn't do before. It is my prayer today that God, you will appear to us. God, you will cause us to have an encounter that the hopelessness of our situation will embrace change. I pray today, whatever has been condemned by man, I speak into it that the grace of God will abound. I pray that the hand of God will cause us to move in the realms of possibilities. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody look at me.